Well, hello, everybody. This is Dr. Walter Sands, and we are taking the mobile radio very literally today. I have with me a dear friend of mine. She's at a family gathering today, and I'm on my way to the Bahamas. I'm so excited. I have a very good friend of mine. I love social media. Why do I love social media so much? It's because it's uniting people that may not necessarily have met each other. She put out a call a few weeks ago about her heart wanting to give back to the very community to where she got to start, and that's the church community. And she has a very, very, very wonderful gift that she wants to give to church. But I'm not going to steal her thunder. I'm going to let her introduce herself and what it is God has laid on her heart. Miss Carol Hunter, how you doing, sis? I am wonderful, and thank you for having me on the call today. This is amazing. Oh, I know, I know. Man, is, is technology not off the chain? Uh, technology is awesome. Technology it's is just, awesome, and as you said earlier, technology is putting people together who otherwise would not have an opportunity to be together, and so I'm so thankful that we had this opportunity to make it happen. Well, amen. Well, introduce yourself to everybody, Ms. Carol. Okay, so most people know me nationally as, well, internationally, actually, as the money mender, and as the money mender, I help me in broken finances, and my audience on the money mender level is primarily female, but I do work with a few brothers who want to get their finances together. And so with that being said, um, I, every year for my birthday, I do something spectacular, and I call it September Fest. And okay. so this year I decided I wanted to give back, and I was praying because I'm also an ordained minister, and right. I was praying, and the Lord laid it on my heart uh, for the first 25 churches that contact me, I would come in and do a complimentary uh, financial freedom seminar for their church so that we can wow. get the church where they need to be prospering wow. in the kingdom. Wow, mm-hmm. wow, <laughs> wow. That is, that's awesome. So how long have you been mending money, uh, Ms. Carroll? I have been mending money for 29 whole years, almost three wow. decades. Wow, that is, well, what help us with this, and and we're kind of going to go into your, uh, what you are planning to present to the churches in just a few moments, Mm -hmm. but over Mm -hmm. 30 years, you have spanned three decades, over 30 years of uh, not necessarily doing it directly, but you've compiled a lot of data over the last three decades. Are there any common things that you see amongst your uh, followership that's consistent when it comes to broken money? What what some of the things that just stand out to you? Well, one of the things I have seen um, consistently over the years is that because um, there's been a lack of knowledge across the board, um, and when I say lack of knowledge, I mean starting with those childhood messages that we receive about money, and particularly in the black or African-American community, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of money to work with in, you know, the average household. And so when you think about African-American growing up into adulthood, you're thrust out into the world, and if you choose to go to college somewhere around age 22, 23, all of a sudden you're expected to go out there and function. You're expected to manage a paycheck. You're expected to understand taxes. You're expected to make timely payments. You're expected to um, get loans for 
car payments and mortgages, and you're expected to know what a credit score is when none of that wow. terminology has ever been presented to you in your household because the reality is um, in a lot of homes, people are literally living paycheck to paycheck, and they're just trying to make ends meet. So there was no education to the children about how to manage money. And in other ethnic groups, you know, that we have to compete with, they get that messaging and they get that modeling. Wow. That, wow. So, so basically that's, the, that's really the, the thing that you're battling when it comes to mending money. You, you have to change people's mindset about money. Oh, yeah, it's a mindset shift. And those people that are ready for the mindset to shift, they get great results. Those that are not ready, they struggle, they fall off the wagon, or they literally come to the conclusion that, you know what, it just don't take all of that. And so they just My go Lord. through life struggling. <laughs> they just struggle My through life. Lord. So then you, you put it back, you know, in the face of the church world. Well, you know, in the, in the church arena, you know, you and I both are in the ministry. You know, you, you, you meet the masses of people. You, you have volumes of people that you get to touch on a weekly basis. And so for me... I believe the message on stewardship, which is very spiritual, you know, in the church arena, we have to begin to teach that life skill that many adults sitting on the pews that we're expecting to tithe and give offerings into the service, they're right. barely making it with mortgages and car payments, and they're faced with choosing because they don't know any different. My Lord, that, that is awesome. Well, well, where did your heart come from uh, when it comes to finances and helping people get on good financial footing. Where, where did that even come from in your world? How did you get so uh, uh, smart when it comes to money? Well, um, it started um, with me, you know, when I went to college. I graduated from college with 19 credit cards and over $30,000 of consumer debt. So that's right. the first problem, that a college university would allow me as a student to even put myself in that position, but because they get kickbacks from the financial institutions, they allow them wow. to be on campus when you're registering for college. So you're set up to fail if you don't know any better or you don't have any parental guidance to stop you from doing that. But I realized later in life that I had a hole in my soul because, you know, my father abandoned our family when I was younger, so I was using those credit cards to fill the void for all the things, the things that we want to have because we think the things are what we need to have. But, right. you know, shortly after college, I realized that as a young woman, I had already dug myself into a hole. So I created my own uh, personal financial management system to dig myself out so that I wouldn't have to file bankruptcy in my 20s. How and, about that? Yeah, so from there, uh, that system today is still the system that I'm using today at this very moment to start the process of execution for people to mend their broken finances because you've got to start somewhere and you've got to get control. And so my self-education, if you will, is what got me to this point today. And then as the word started getting out, because I was in the church and I just wanted to help people have a better life, and next thing I knew, it had evolved into this international business platform and model. That is that is so totally awesome. That is so totally awesome. So this September fest, this September, what are you prepared to do for the churches? What I am prepared again is to come into any church that uh, would like to have a complimentary financial freedom seminar, which will be about a two-hour seminar. 
Um, I'm prepared to come in. Now, if you're not local, of course, you know, we would have to discuss the travel, but in terms of the honorarium, which is usually or the speaker fee, as some people call it, that's usually the roadblock in terms of, you know, pastors not moving forward. Um, right. But I'm willing to waive that so that I can come in and help their members get moving with their finances because if I help the members, that's going to help the church. Because that's if you get good. the members, if you get the money right with the members and the members love God and they want to serve God and, and, and live in righteousness concerning their money, then that's only going to benefit the church because, you that's know, right. every church would love to have 100% tithers, but we know the reality is that they don't. And the reason people don't tithe oftentimes is because they don't know how to manage their money, so they don't know how to um, allot that 10% and still live off of the 90 because they're living off 120% where their credit wow. cards are taking up the other 20% that their check cannot absorb. Wow! Yeah, somebody. Wow! <laughs> oh, come on, come on, telephone, come on, telephone. Yeah. <laughs> that so. is so good. That is so. You know, you are such a phenomenal, phenomenal woman. So let me ask you this: What mm-hmm. has been uh, some of your best moments? What over your three decades? What has been a couple of testimonies that you can think of right off the top of your head? that really bless your thoughts all the way? Can you think of a couple of things that you like, you know what, this is why I do what I do over your 30-year career? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, a couple that come to mind right quick are having the opportunity to go and spend a month in Africa ministering and teaching stewardship um, back in the early 2000s um, because at that time the African nation had only been freed from apartheid for about 10 years. And right, so right. though the, the, the black Africans were free as a people, their mindsets weren't free. And so wow. no one had taken the time to teach them that they could have wealth. And so right. I had the opportunity to spend a whole month on that continent, and I was able to talk, speak at churches. I was able to speak in business forums and to be able to see people um, gather around and say, I didn't know I could do this. I didn't know this was God's will for me. Um, that was an incredible moment for me. Um, some of the other testimonials that really bless my socks off are when I'm able to take couples that are about to end their relationship because they just cannot get it together concerning money and take them into my programs and under my wings or in their church settings or whatever, and they send me letters back telling me, that they decided to stay together and they're going to operate as one flesh concerning money. Um, That has been an amazing testimonial. And then just for the thousands, if not millions at this point, because when I was on TV I was reaching millions of people, but the thousands of people that have sent me letters to let me know my credit score is no longer 400, it's no longer 595, it's now 740, it's now 835. And then finally, wow. I know you asked for three, but I'm going to give you four. Go ahead, and I get go those ahead, letters, go ahead. And people tell me, I'm totally debt-free. I've paid off my mortgage. I've paid off my car note. I've invested in real estate. I'm on my way to millionaire status. Those are the things I live for. And that's why I am the world's number one money mender because I will <laughs> help you All right in now. your broken All right finances. Now. All Wherever right now. Preach, <laughs> preach, pastor. Preach, pastor. <laughs> preach, preach. That yes, is yes, so yes. awesome. That's yes, so awesome. Yes. So, so share, share this. So, sort of like 
if you were a restaurant and, and you had seven courses, kind of give us an appetizer. What is it that you, I mean, don't, you don't, I know we don't have time for you to really even scratch the surface, but what does your program stress uh, when it comes to the way that we handle money? Kind of give the audience uh, a tip of the iceberg when it comes to your program because uh, you got the, the number one status for a reason. So kind of give us a, uh, a just a taste of what your program is about. Well, I'll give you three core things. Any of my programs that I have, I'm going to give these as the basics for the program because okay. each program has to have this in place in order for a person to get results. Because oftentimes people come into my programs and they think more highly of themselves than they ought to, and they That's don't realize, word. okay, they think just because they have a job and they're paying their bills on time that they've got it going on and that they're stable. But at the same time, if they took that check away from them in 30 days, 60 days, they'd be on the street. Right. So, you, you know, oftentimes people are not as stable as they think they are or they're not really ready for retirement like they think they are. But here are the three things. The first thing that I'm going to do with any program, uh, if you look at it from a appetizer perspective, you're going to be placed on a 30-day spending detox. Okay. It's like when a person is ready to stop using cocaine or being an alcoholic. When they go into detox, they start there. Before you can do any 12-step program or whatever, you're placed on a detox. If you go to any facility to get help, they are going to detox you. So in order for me to really move your finances to the next level and help you, you got to detox. So something as simple as don't eat out for 30 days almost sends people into coronary arrest. <laughs> because it's like I, I, I can't, I, I can't. Or don't go to the ATM machine for thirty days. I, 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 yeah, yeah. That sends wow. people to a place. A lot of times it sends them into depression. So does, does it take like, them there? Does it take them there, Coach? Coach, does uh, yeah. it take them there, Coach? Yeah. yeah. So they are in financial critical condition just my from Lord. dealing with the financial detox. That right there sends them to my financial emergency room, okay? Wow, so, wow. Then from there, everybody, I don't like the word budget. I hate that word because budget to most people is a negative word. But you have to have a spending plan because if you don't spend with a plan, you're not going to have any money. You're going to run out of money. Because how is it that you can bring money into your house and then you don't have a plan for how it's going to go out? So That's if you're good. not living That's your life good. with a – okay, if you're not, you know, spending plan says exactly what it is. This is my plan for my spending. So that means if you're living on a spending plan, you're not overspending. That's you're not good. overextending yourself. You know, we're right on the cusp of the holiday season, so you'll see pumpkins and Santa Claus in the store at the same time in a few weeks. And people are going to be running to do all this holiday shopping, but not taking into consideration they're already behind on their utilities. They're already behind on their car note. They're already behind. They have students that are in their senior year of high school. That's going to be a very expensive year. Why are you spending that's thousands right. of dollars on electronics and buying gifts for people that don't like you or the gifts that you're buying them, uh, and you really can't afford to do that? You're still trying to pay off the credit card debt from last Christmas. What's up that with that? What's, what's wrong with that picture? So a spending plan will tell you, I can't do that right now. 
But if you don't have one, you just spend the money that's really obligated for something else because you don't have a vision for where your money is going. And wow. then the third core thing that has to be on my menu is if you really want to get out of debt and start experiencing a lifestyle of financial freedom, you've got to have a rapid debt reduction strategy. How are you going to rapidly get out of debt? Because people get in over time, but they want the getting out to happen overnight. <laughs> Girl, you know what? I, I like you. You you sound like me. You sound like me. So it takes you time to get in, and you mm-hmm. have to know it's going to take you time to get out. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's like people are like, what do you mean it's going to take me time? Well, you patiently got in, but you don't want to patiently get out. That's a so good now, word. That's a good word. <laughs> it's like I believe I received uh, Jesus come right now. Or, you know, we have all these faith confessions, but faith without works is dead. That's the Bible. That's good. That's a good word. That, I, I, I like what you said right out of the gate. You put them on a, you, you put them on a literal spending freeze. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got to detox because how are you ever going to change if you don't ever change? So you keep doing the same thing. We know we know we hear this all the time. Insanity is doing yeah. the same thing the same way, thinking you're going to get right. a different result. Well, that applies to your money change. If you want your finances to change, you got to do something different. You got to do something you've never done before to see the change you want to see in your life. That is so good. I am. You know, let me just tell you. You, I am so glad we met, and thank you for accepting my invitation to, to come on the show. And I'm going to play this, and I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm so proud of you and for you and all of your accomplishments. Well, give out, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, I'm, after, after you just got through with them three hard words, see, that's that meat stuff. After you got through with them three hard words, I'm just going to call you, go ahead and call your pastor, bishop, apostle, overseer, <laughs> elder, uh, presbytery, uh, the evangel, uh, I don't know what other title to give you, the money mender. Come on, money mender. Give out your contact yes. information. How can people get in touch with you, young lady? Okay, so to contact me, uh, my email address is carol at themoneymender.com. That's carol, C-A-R-O-L, at themoneymender.com. Um, I am on Facebook, and you can also like my Facebook page, Prosperity Unlimited. Um, you can also hit me up on Twitter at I am Carol Hunter. And um, for those pastors that want to move forward and want to have a conversation, if you want to reach me by phone, um, you can contact me at 423-668-8445. Again, that's 423-668-8445. And I will be happy to entertain those also that are listening that are interested in any of my programs. You can inbox me on Facebook or you can send me an email because I do have a program that's starting up uh, in a few weeks. Oh, that is awesome. Well, you know what? I uh, appreciate you uh, and I becoming friends on Facebook. And you look so young. You must have started preaching and financial mastery at the age of five because you're looking good, Sister Carol. <laughs> No, I've, 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 yeah, I'm almost 57 now. In two weeks, I'll be 57, you know, for a September fast. And um, I've been an ordained minister since the early 90s. 
and I started this work in uh, 1988. So I've been around for a minute. I'm seasoned and have wisdom, and um, I just know that I have a lot to offer, not only to the body of Christ, but to the marketplace at large. That is so awesome. Well, listen, uh, many, many, many blessings to you, sis, and I, I'm just so thankful for you, and uh, just, just keep mending money. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share with you on your radio broadcast. That's a blessing. It's always a blessing and an honor to be asked to do anything, and I believe that this will give me the opportunity to touch lives that otherwise would not have been touched. And so we're putting seed in the ground today as we send the message out and say to the people, there is help for you if you want to be helped. That you better say that, my sister. You better say that. Well, listen, guys. That has been Carol Hunter, the money mender. Listen, guys. Y'all hold tight, and we'll be right back. 